The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflection. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh, and after being in no air conditioning for two days, I can use it. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Just take a look around. Doesn't take much to figure out. The return is imminent. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit under blessed assurance. Let's not do that. Let's be doers of the word and build our houses on rocks. Let the foundation be on something strong and not something like sand. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Only because you're not sitting here. That's the only reason why. And also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. Eh, we don't care. For the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. Do you ever feel like, as a Christian, you're just running behind everything. Have you ever felt that way? Uh-huh. Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, if you've got something you want to share, a praise report that you just want others to hear about, or you have a prayer request because you want to combine your faith with other believers' faith and then bring that petition before the Lord, reach out to us. Don't hesitate. If you've got a question, we've got an answer. We can tell you what the better fast foods are. We cannot tell you all of the aspects of the physics of the trajectory of the sun, the moon, and the earth and how they are all together. I can get my brother-in-law who works for JPL to come do that, but he's not here right now. He's in California. Anyway, other than that, you can ask Bible questions or things that you're just trying to figure out in the faith. Reach out to us, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call, 972-445-0770. It's like floating in a pool in your own backyard. What a dream for me right now. (laughs) Also, you can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483, 214-210-8483. And email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. We also send you to the website, and somebody sent me a wonderful email last night. They listened to the show. They didn't like the show at first. 
You know, I've heard that for 10 years. <laughs> I have actually heard that for 10 years. I just said, well, I'm like a fun guy, you know, kind of grow on you kind of thing. Uh, and so what I was neglectful in is making sure that people know that on the website, there are two very special things. One, there is access to all of our podcasts, which are quite a few podcasts. There is just shy, and I mean just shy, of 3,200 different podcasts, right? Is that right? About 3,200? It's a lot. The other part about that is that on the website is an access without any cost or any obligation to a free book, actually two free books, but one of those will have uh, the testimony of how I became a Christian, so it's a little, it's broken down probably a little more intricately. And then the last thing there is the money opportunity, which again, I've mentioned before to you, I hate talking about money. I don't care what preachers get up there and they go, it doesn't bother me. Well, you know what? It bothers me. That's how I feel about it. But we need it to keep going. I need the funds to keep things flying. There's no other way. And as everybody knows, the gas prices are not going down. <laughs> it costs me twice as much to drive down here than it did two years ago. It's like... Yeah, it's going to be the economy, stupid. Watch. Anyhow, uh, bottom line is reach out to us if you can give. If you can't, don't worry about it. But if you can, please do go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. I feel like I've been liberated. <laughs> that sound was liberating for me. It's like, it's kind of like when I got in my car today and turned on the air conditioning and said, oh, this is what that is. Oh, fascinating. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you so much for that, sir. Uh, let's keep in mind a couple of things. I do want to do a prayer for the United States and for UK. We want to keep that going. I have to ask you guys, though, specifically to pray for my daughter, Julianne. So here's what's going on. Ready? Easton is sick, and he's been sick on an awful lot. That happens, okay? But Julianne and Jared are in the middle of doing their children's church vacation Bible school for their because they're the youth ministers. Jared has 102 fever and the chills. Julianne is six months, seven months pregnant. The other kids, one of the other kids is sick as well. Nobody in the family can get there from all the corners of the face of the earth. So I need you to be praying for my daughter, Julianne, so that she would have sustaining strength. And so what I'm going to do is pray for the U.S., pray for U.K., and pray for her. So just please, in your personal prayers, lift her up before the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now, and still we thank you. Even if we want to be able to just snap our fingers and change everything because we think it should be changed, that's not how it goes. We bring our petitions before you, and we surrender them. We submit them. We yield them to your greatness, to your wisdom. And so I lift up our country, praying that you will have mercy on our country, just with all my brothers and sisters, have mercy on us. And Lord, bring peace to Ukraine where there's so much war, so much carnage still. And we've been praying about this every day. We'll keep praying about it. Please bring peace. Bring the gospel of peace there. And Lord, I lift up my daughter to you who's precious in my sight, but even more so in yours. And just ask you to fill her with the anointing that comes from you. Fill her with the freshness that comes from you. 
Fill her with strength and endurance and a refreshing in your spirit. And bring help to her, be it human beings or angels. Help my kid out. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so everybody be praying that. Be praying for my daughter, Julianne. I greatly appreciate it. Right into the text we go. And there's something really cool about the text that we're in. And I don't think we have to cover anything else right off the bat. So here we go into Psalm 20. And this is a, a, a psalm that has the assurance of God's saving work, which, of course, is crucial or critical for all of us. And here in the first one, two, three, four verses, I want you to hear the one word that's repeated over and over and over again. May the Lord answer you in the day of your trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice. May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. So multiple times, as you can count, one, two, three, four, five times in four verses, here is exactly what the psalmist, here's what, exactly what David is saying. May, may the Lord, may the name, may he send, may. Now, I want to make sure you guys understand this because this is part of the real relationship with God, not the phony stuff. There are times where you come before the Lord and it is 100% normal for you to look up to heaven and go, okay, that's enough. <laughs> I need some action, and I need it now. And it's almost like this boldness of faith that you uh, step into and have a higher level of expectation. That is not abnormal. That is not weird. That's, that's a normal part of expectation and high level of faith. But there are other times where you come before the Lord, and your petition before the Lord takes on a different spirit. And you think, well, how could it be different one way or different another way? That's pretty simple. When you talk to your mom and dad, do you talk to them the exact same way every time? Or do sometimes you laugh, and sometimes you cry, and sometimes you complain, like about your brothers or sisters, and then sometimes you, 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 you get mad. Sometimes you—all of those things, yeah, all those count. That's called relationship. That's called the, the humanness of our existence. That's how God created us. And so in this petition, David is praying for the wellness of others. He's praying on their behalf. And instead of just saying to God, you're going to do this because I have great faith. And he just he's, that's not the place he's in right there. So he's in this place. Uh, please, 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 and please. And see, that difference is that there's a time where you bring it before the Lord and you do have that, that abrupt faith, but it's not the same every time. Your relationship to God is a relationship, which means it has different nuances and different elements. And so here, as David is, 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 is praying over people, essentially, he's just asking, he's asking in the nicest way, may you do this, may you do this, may you do this. It's a humble petition that beseeches the Lord's favor with this reverent submission of the word may. And it's like, that's cool. And what's amazing is that when you do that, even when you're praying for others, even when it's a, may you do this, may this happen to them, so on and so forth, there's still a higher level of faith operating inside of you because you're praying for others. You're not praying for yourself. And all of a sudden you think, well, God will do that. <laughs> it's like, what the? I don't know how that happens, but it does. And what's important is that we petition him on behalf of others. 
Because if you look at it, it says, may the Lord answer you. May the name of God defend you. May he send you help. May he strengthen you out of Zion. Remember all your offerings. May he grant you according to your desires. None of that's about him. That's all about somebody else. So a lot of prayer has to do with other people. Wow. All right, we'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hello, Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, so you may appeal to a higher power. What is the David Spoon experience? Hey, David, this is Al. Hi, you brother. Doing I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Okay. I just wanted to call, so I wanted to try to get this answer in. All right, that and that's a that's a good. Goal. I don't know if you had a chance to hear that with Matt or not, but boy, I like that guy. He's got a you know he's committed to the doctrine. I love people that are committed. Uh. I don't know. Will, will you put his website on Facebook or? On uh, I can put it. I'll put it on our website. Give them a link, and okay. uh, I'll make sure I got to get permission because I don't want to do anything where they're not. You know, I, I'm real. I try to be really careful, but but I don't think they'll have any sure. problem with that. So we, we won't take anything. It's just it's good for apologetics, and we're going to use some of it. All right, here you go. Here okay. you go. Here's your first one. Who had a late night visit from an angel who assured him that he would be safe aboard a storm tossed. Ship. I'm, I don't think this is right, but I'm going to go with Peter. So close. What's the other name that's really close to that? Paul? <laughs> yes, that's it. That's it. There it is. <laughs> All right. That's in Acts chapter 27, verse 23 and 24. Before they had the shipwreck at the end there at 28, he said, to relax, everybody's going to be fine. Nobody's going to die on the ship. You're all going to end up at this island, you know. And so he was telling everybody to calm down. That's the person who had the late night uh, visit. Now, Peter did have a visit from an angel in prison in Acts 12. So you could make an argument that that was part of the answer too. But that's why we went to the safe aboard a storm-tossed ship. That's, mm -hmm. that's where we get yeah. the definition. So. Good shot, though. Very good. Very good, my brother. You know how much I appreciate it. Good job. Yeah, and I'll never forget that answer. Always, <laughs> never. You will Paul never now. forget that. Paul. Here's Paul. Here's Paul. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent job, my brother. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Y'all have a great day. All right. Thank you, brother. God bless you. And if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face up. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 
Man 770, the truth station here in Texas. I am loaded with energy because I didn't have as much stuff that I needed to do uh, last night for school. I will keep you posted. I have had my first contact with my professor, which has to do with my defense. I've had that today. I'm not nervous, but I'm – what's the word you look for when you're, like, not nervous but kind of like – circumspect like kind of like cautious is that, that, that something like that right? apprehensive yeah that might be you know that might be you know there's some confidence and there's some doubt there's all that stuff right there's, look you got a better degree than i do already I so <laughs> you know what i told them i said because i i sent it to the wrong email address i said well i said that's one of the things i'm working on i'm working on uh, being patient i said but that's really not going to happen until i'm a doctor <laughs> that's what i wrote up to him her doctors have patients. Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, these poor people. <laughs> I feel sorry for. I felt sorry for Regent University. I felt sorry for Life Pacific, and I, I feel sorry for Liberty University. I mean, they've already changed like nine things in the last two and a half years. <laughs> lovely to work with. Uh, so we're gonna do something different on our trivia. Why not? <laughs> what else you got to do? Uh, we're gonna give you the trivia question. All these are gonna be multiple choice, so it's gonna be a little different. First one's a little longer, but after that they'll get shorter. You'll figure it out. This is all in the book of Matthew, okay? So Matthew began the genealogy of Christ, and he uh, stated the number of generations from Abraham to David, and then from David to the Babylonian captivity, and then the Babylonian captivity to Christ. He stated what that number was. I'm going to give you a choice of A, B, C, D, or E. You tell me which one it was regarding how many generations between uh, the number of Abraham to David David to the Babylonian captivity, Babylonian captivity to Christ. Was it A, 10 generations, B, 14 generations, C, 8 generations, D, 12 generations, or E, 16 generations, many moon, three days, a little while, two jerks of a lamb's tail, and a New York minute? Well, I, we, we know it's not one of them, but I love that last answer. So <laughs> I'm going to say, if you think you know how many generations it was out of ABC, and then if you want to call and say, hey, I need to hear those again, I want to make sure you're welcome to do that. I mean, I'll read them to you again. How many generations between uh, Abraham to David and then David to the Babylonian captivity and then the Babylonian captivity to Christ? What's the same number of generations between each? That's what we're looking for. It's one of those. It's 10, 14, 8, or 12. Because it's probably not the one that says many moons, three days, a little while, two jerks of a lamb's tail, and a New York minute. So that's what I'm going to go with. If you think you know the answer, reach out to us. You can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. As you pray for the audience this week, I strongly encourage you to pray for the audience to focus on the Lord. The reason is is because I just uh, happen to know that there's some things that are actually coming that are going to create some big troubles uh, in our country. I'm not going to say what it is, but it is news that's coming. (laughs) Is that a good way to say that? So uh, we need to not be focused on circumstances if the earth falls apart right in front of us if the if the land gives way falls in the sea our our hope our vision our focus is on the lord so when you're praying for the audience this week please pray for focus on the lord that people might do a good job of that okay uh i'm gonna go back into the teaching but one more time i'm gonna ask this so we're gonna do all these questions are gonna be multiple choice so you will have an opportunity you have kind of like a 
one out of five or one out of four chance on all of them. How many generations between Abraham to David was David to the Babylonian captivity, Babylonian captivity to Christ? Is it 10, 14, 8, or 12 generations? Or if you're really feeling saucy, then you could say it's the one with many moons, three days, a little while, two jerks of a lamb's tail, and a New York minute. But that's probably not it. Okay. <laughs> could be. I don't know. Back to the text. You never know what's going to happen today. I'm just telling you right now. You know I'm, I'm in that mood. It's like, first of all, I'm in an air-conditioned studio. I might drag this show out for five hours. <laughs> uh, okay, somebody is calling in, so I'm going to stall on their on their behalf just to give them that opportunity. Don't forget, by the way, on the website, our brochures, they are free. you got to look at them, tell us what you want. We'll send them to you. People are receiving brochures, so I, I think that's kind of a cool thing. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Send them on through. Do we have a ring? Is there a ring? I can just do the My ring. This isn't working. Oh, okay. Ding, 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 ding. This is David. Who am I talking to? David, you're talking to Fred. How you doing today? Hey, I'm doing wonderful. How you doing? I'm doing just fine, sir. All right. Here, here's your question. I'll make it real easy. How many generations, like, between between Abraham and David, then between David and Babylonian captivity and Babylonian captivity unto Christ, is it 10, 14, 8, or 12? I think if you divide 42 by 3, you'll probably come up with 14. So you get what so the answer is? 14. That is correct, You're right. And then some people will go, well, it only looks like 13. But you see how you count, how you traditionally count is you count the first one and the last one. And then when you start the last one with the first one, you count it again. That's why it's 14. So people just don't know that. But excellent job. Very good on top of it. Way to go. And they didn't, you didn't pick God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. You too. Yeah. Good choice. Not picking many moons, three days, a little while, two drinks of a lamb and a New York minute. That's a good idea. Not to pick that. Well, that's because the New York minute hadn't been invented yet, right? That's a good point. New York Minute had not yet been invented. I don't know. Billy Joel didn't sing the song yet, I guess. Or something like that. I don't know. All right. Leave me alone. Here we go. This next part of the text. Listen to this. I love stuff like this. like the coolest stuff. So we just go through this thing where he says, may the Lord answer. May he may this. May, 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 may. And then he gets to verse 5. He says, uh, he says, may he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill your purpose. So that, that idea of purpose is really funny because that word purpose actually means commission, which actually means assignment or actually means job or actually means your, the idea of your existence or what you're there for. And so he's praying for these two cool things and puts them together. And we've talked about this in Philippians and many times, and I'm just getting some of this revelation even now as I've preached on this for 40 plus years, God He's being petitioned to grant a person's heart's desire, and it's connected to what their purpose is. And God has placed inside of you this amazing seed to accomplish, and that's his purpose for you. And it turns out to be your heart's desire, too. So that way, the thing that you're doing when you're doing it for the kingdom is the very thing you were created to do for the kingdom of God. And then you love it because it's like, I love doing it. It's what I love. And so then it takes on a whole no- – I did not see that connection to Philippians 4.13 before this moment. Hold on. I'm circling that. That's a brilliant note right there. All right. So the idea behind that is that what's inside of you, God put there. 
and that put there is for the purpose of you accomplishing that, the commission that God has given you. And you want to do it, and God wants you to do it. So he wants you to do it. You want to do it. And talk about a great partnership with God. And if you're not sure what it is, we use that three-letter word that's really, really cool. It's called ask. Find out. Knock. Seek and you will find. That's what you do. And then as David winds down the psalm, because we're not going to you know, burn in all these forever. So as he's winding down the psalm, he says this, May the Lord fulfill your petitions. Now I know, David says in verse 6, that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven and with saving strength on his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Chariots and horses, yeah, so that's like army stuff. No, not exactly. That's close, but not exactly. Some trust in chariots, which is something that's man-made, and some trust in horses, which is nature. And neither one of those work. Uh Uh-oh. You can't trust in nature? You can't trust in something that's man-made? Why? Won't last. Won't work. Even nature right now is subject to sin, just like Romans 1 and Romans 8 talk about, is waiting for its own redemption— Nature's smarter than mankind when it comes to the redemption part of this whole process, waiting to be released from their bondage. So the idea is that David petitioning in Psalm 20 is being very uh, humble, very like, Lord, you know, may, may the Lord grant this to you, may he give you this, may he give you this and this and this. Hey, we're not going to trust in the nature things. We're not going to trust in the man-made things. And right in the middle of all, he's like, may God grant you your heart's desire and you fulfill your purpose. Because it turns out that your purpose that you have in God is connected to your desire and it's God's plan for you. Such a cool, if you get it, and you're in a good partnership with God. Some people have said to me, I feel like I am existing exactly for this purpose. It's like, that's what they're talking That's what exactly what I'm talking about. And you think, well, does everybody have that all the time? No. There's times where Moses, who was created exactly for his purpose, looked up and said, seriously? <laughs> seriously? How about you run these people for a while? I mean, that's, that's part of it. That's part of the relationship. That's part of the engagement. I think people are afraid to talk to God because you're only supposed to talk to him on Sunday or something or something weird or I don't know. That's not true. None of it's true. It's not even close to true. And it's why when you read the Psalms, they speak so deeply to you and so profoundly to you because somebody wrote in lyrical format with text how we feel about things. You go, <laughs> yeah. Just like when you hear a song on the radio and go, oh, I felt that. Or when you first fell in love and all of a sudden, look, I can see the sunlight. And oh, look at how beautiful the, the sunrise and the trees and the flowers. Yeah, same thing. That's all that's called humanity. Okay? But never forget that what you desire deep inside is something God put inside of you so that you can be about his business, fulfilling his purpose, but you're loving it while you're doing it. So cool. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind, destroying everyone and everything we find. He's the hungry giant. What is the David Spoon Experience? I cannot wait, though. I have to do this particular sound. We might interrupt uh, while I'm doing the teaching, but I got to do the sound because it is time 
for Bible Baloney Beatdown. Hello. Hello. It's now time for David Spoon's Bible Baloney Beatdown. Bible Baloney Beatdown. I'll knock your brains out of your head, Annie. <laughs> I can't believe I'm allowed to do that. I love that. Anyhow, uh, Bible Baloney Beatdown has to do with the kingdom of God. So there are people that go, well, you know, in Scripture there's so many contradictions. Like what about when Jesus said, if you're for me, uh, then you're not you're not against me. If you're against me, you're not for me. And they kind of mix it all up and so on and so forth. Let me just help out and just kind of set the record straight, keeping it simple. There are two. Now watch what I'm going to sh- I'm going to show you. There are two. Okay, watch. Somewhere between 1 and 3. There are two. Okay, here you go one more time. There are two kingdoms. Now I'm going to I'm going to blow your mind when I say this. There is the kingdom of God. Right? Everybody would agree. Okay, got it. Seek first the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, and then there is any other attempted kingdom. There is the kingdom of God, and then there's any other attempted kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of men. You know, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter what it is. There's the kingdom of God and all the other ones, okay? Or, and they're all just wrapped up into one thing. There's the kingdom of God and the kingdoms that are not the kingdom of God. <laughs> That's all we got. That's all it is. Luke chapter 9, verse 49 through 50, John responded, Master, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he does not follow us. Verse 50, don't stop him, Jesus told him, because whoever is not against you is for you. Keeping this in context, the person is not opposed. This is very important. The person is not opposed, but for the kingdom of God. He's not neutral. He's a kingdom advancer. He's somebody that is advancing the kingdom, casting out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. And John is like, well, he's not one of us. Okay, that's a whole separate sermon, a whole separate issue, which I'm sure your pastor has taught on many times, and that is the last thing that you need are a whole bunch of more people just like you or just like me. We need people to be like Jesus, and they don't need to follow us exactly. They need to follow Jesus, and I don't want to have – I don't want to reproduce a thousand me's. I want people reproducing being Jesus because I'm not going to do anything, but people who are more like Jesus, they make a difference. And in context, this person was advancing the kingdom by driving out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. He's a kingdom advancer. The David Spoon Experience.